0: So as I said earlier, I've been uh, locating this part of our exploration in the context of these five aggregates and I'd like to move now to just give a fairly simple overview of the last three which are all forms of mental activity, basically perceptions, volitional formations and consciousness. And I'm just going to give a brief overview because even within the Pali canon, these things are defined differently in different suttas, quite slightly differently. And also in the teachers and articles that I've read there are slightly different emphases and slightly different definitions and so what often happens at this point is that people get all caught up in trying to work out well was that perception or was that consciousness or was that a feeling tone or was that an aggregate of mental formations and as i was saying earlier these thr- these five are all interplaying and interrelating all the time so it's pretty rare that we can very definitively say this was this and that was that. So in this exploration, I'm encouraging us not to get too tangled up in trying to find precise definitions because then we lose sight of what the purpose of these categories are, is to try and deconstruct our experience so that we can see where and how the sense of self is getting crystallized or solidified. Having said that, um, it's helpful to have at least a, a working definition of what these three are. And even though they're laid out in a sequence from form or body, material form, feeling tone or vedana, perception, volitional formations, and then consciousness, consciousness as some people have pointed out, comes first, because if there was no consciousness, there would be no capacity to recognize feeling, tone, or perception, and so on. So in this context, consciousness is defined in terms of the six sense bases. So there's seeing consciousness, hearing consciousness, tasting consciousness, t- smelling consciousness, touching consciousness, and Mental activity or thought consciousness. And in the classical teachings, consciousness doesn't arise, arises together with an object to be conscious of and the working part of the brain that can see or hear or smell or taste or touch. So three things have to come together. So for example, with seeing consciousness, there has to be a visible object. There has to be a working organ that can receive the sight, and the part of the brain that's responsible for visual recognition has to be functioning. And when all those three come together, we get to see something. And that recognition, that knowing of seeing, is eye consciousness. And then, likewise, for the other five senses. So there's consciousness of a contact at one of the six sense doors. There's immediately a feeling tone associated with it and a perception. And perception, the Pali word is sanya. And I heard recently that that word sanya comes from the same English derivative. The English word sign is derived from the same etymological root as sanya so perception is recognition it's the capacity to remember what something is, to name it so I recognize bell because of previous experiences there's a remembering of oh, shiny round things like that that's a bell and so perception goes bell that also is happening pretty automatically all the time. And then from that, we often go to the next stage of bringing in all kinds of extra um, formations or constructions. So the fourth aggregate is sankara, which means construction or fabrication or formation, It's often prefixed with volitional, so there's some intentional aspect to it. So I see bell, I see Tibetan writing. I remember my old fantasy of circumambulating Mount Kailash in Tibet. And my mind goes to, that would be so amazing, but I don't know if I'm fit enough. And remember, last time I was in the Himalayas, and my friend had to got blood poisoning. She had to be carted down the mountain on the back of a sherpa. I wonder if one sherpa could carry me. Probably take at least two. How would they actually do that? Maybe it'd have to be rolled up like a carpet, and the two of them would have to take me down in stages. Or maybe I should just get insurance, so a helicopter could fly me out. But now I can't really afford that. So we go from basic sense perception to recognition. To bringing in all of these conditioned stories and fabrications and assumptions and beliefs, and usually all of these refer back to me, my story, who I am, my narrative, my history, my views, my beliefs, and so on. So these three are constantly interacting to create this almost perpetual story-spinning machine. It's quite amazing when we start to look at it. We're just constantly taking in the raw data at the sixth sense doors and then assessing it and judging it and proliferating. This Pali word, papancha, means proliferation. We proliferate these scenarios and then take them to be real. And as I said in earlier weeks, our... Me is always at the center of that whole show. So we're going to be exploring this, these three aggregates working together after the break. But to support the mindfulness of that, when we break into the relational practice, I'd like us to use the another of the guidelines of insight dialogue which is the fourth guideline attune to emergence and this fourth guideline of insight dialogue is not quite as obvious as the previous three which you might remember were pause so pause is that invitation to take a moment to stop and to tune into the body to notice what's happening in the body to tune into the heart and the mind to notice what emotions and thoughts are present. So we take a moment to pause and just take that snapshot. What's happening right now? The second guideline is to relax. Because often, especially when we're in the midst of an interaction, we notice various kinds of reactivity, Conditioned by unseen feeling tone often. Oh, I like what they're saying. Energetic leaning forward. Mm, I don't get it. Not liking energetic shrinking back. So often when we pause, check in with the body, the heart, the mind, we notice different kinds of reactivity and the associated physical and mental tension. So the second guideline is to relax and see if we can Soften or release some of that holding and come back to center. The third guideline that we were exploring last week is open. And that's the invitation to open the field of the awareness. To include all six sense doors. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, physical sensations and the mind. And pretty obviously when we do that, that's going to include the presence of our co-meditator, of the human being sitting right in front of us. So we open to the relational field. We open to noticing our responses, to noticing their responses, to notice this interplay or dance of receiving what the person is saying, receiving our inner reactions, Noticing how we're responding and so on. So then the fourth one, attuned to emergence. Emergence in this context refers to the truth of the third, of the three characteristics of the one of impermanence. Everything is constantly changing. So in the guided meditation I offered earlier, I invited us to open at the end to knowing the ever-changing flow of experience, a sight, a sound, a smell, a taste, a touch, the breath, a reaction, an emotion, a sight, and so on, just constantly, moment to moment, experiences arising and passing away. This is emergence, noticing what's arising, passing away, arising, passing away, arising, passing away, And the invitation to attune to this is for most of us counterintuitive because what we usually do when we contact impermanence is try and make it stable, try and make it solid, try and fix it in some way. Particularly true when we're in relationship to others. So what we often notice is all the ways that we're trying to present ourselves in a certain way, trying to be seen like this or not seen like that, all the ways that we have an agenda for the exploration. Perhaps we want it to be more entertaining, or perhaps we want to go deeper, or perhaps we don't want to go deeper, we want to stay safe and keep it shallow, or perhaps we want to show the other person how intelligent we are, or what a great meditator we are, and so on. So in the relational field, we start to notice all of these ways that we might be consciously or unconsciously manipulating our experience to try and get certain outcomes. So with this invitation to attune to emergence, we're invited as best we can to let go of the identification to let go of our agendas and see if we can really attune to right here right now what's worth speaking or how am I hearing what am I receiving so Greg Kramer often talks about speaking from the tip of the moment which is a pretty sophisticated level of practice and we'll uh, moving into some of that after the break so let's take uh, a short 10 minute or so break and just before we do that I invite you to find a new partner to work with and then to sit your set your chairs up together around the room and then after the break you'll be coming back to that partner. We'll do an exercise individually first and then you'll join your partner after that. Okay, so thank you for your attention.